On this episode, I talk with Apache boys basketball coach Jordan Reed. Coach Reed is a graduate of Anadarko and has been the head coach at Apache for the past five years. I wanted to have Coach Reed on because from competing against his teams the past few years, I was impressed with how his kids from seventh grade to high school play with the same passion he coaches with. Here's my conversation, Coach Jordan Reed. All right, Coach, thanks for taking time out of your weekend to talk with me a little bit. Um, no problem. Now, you guys have been pretty busy this summer. How's uh, how's that been for you? It's been really good. So um, I was talking to different coaches and everything else. So we're a small community. Uh, we try to stay very busy in the summer because, you know, a lot of my kids, I probably have one or two that play you know, quote-unquote travel ball, AAU ball, MAYB, whatever you call it nowadays. Um, so this is this is our, you know, time, you know what I mean, together. Yeah. And this group has been the best group I've had since I've been here um, as far as showing up. You know, parents also have a big, you know, play in that too because, you know, it used to be kind of, you know, we were busy, we are taking vacation, whatever, but this group's into it. So um, I didn't have to do too much to get them to be there, just kind of give them a schedule. And, you know, they know what it takes for us to take that next step. And, you know, you got to work on it mm-hmm. uh, in the summer, build it, build something out of it. And then uh, hopefully we can stay healthy during football season because I got a lot of football guys too. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Now, mm-hmm. you, you run your own camp too, don't you? Yeah, I run a junior high camp. Um, this just kind of this something I wanted to experiment on before I made the way to high school, and, you know, summer league or team camp. Mm-hmm. But what I found out is that you know uh, there are a lot of coaches that are responsive to it because there's not a lot of junior high coaches who you know are available to take their teams to a junior high team camp because you know you have your high school coaches mm-hmm. taking the bus you have some coaches who might not have a bus driver's license so yeah they had that time that that last week in may was just like a perfect target and we have we have 12 teams we had sasakwa come two hours away chickasha you know mm-hmm. uh lot MacArthur. like it's just it's just kind of you know and at that level you can play those teams you know because not everybody's grounded to that that elite basketball, you know, yeah. player yet. So it's good, it's good competition for all the kids around, you know. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Yeah. You're going to look at expanding that, you said, in the future? Man, I, I wish. It's just, it's so hard. We, yeah. we, we have two uh, working gymnasiums that we have in town. There's really nothing else in the area that I'm aware of. There's a community center uh, south of town, but we've kind of, that, that facility is used by the Comanche Nation for like, uh, traditional events like powwows or like different mm-hmm. get-togethers like that and of course not very playable on you know it could be um i'm probably in trouble for saying this but you know and team camp you know what i mean that they, they put mm-hmm. us in like the elementary gym and you know, the sunset elementary is like a notorious gym among coaches you know when we play in there it's hot yeah uh, the court's yeah. not very good but i love playing in there because it's so fun to see uh, people come in there and complain about it, and <laughs> other coaches come in there and complain about it. But you know, we've had some good games in there. But yeah, we only have two gymnasiums, so I would expand it. But twelve teams is kind of our our cap, and then I just kind of rotate the schedule yeah. uh, from there, which is the, the biggest challenge of it itself. I see why a lot of coaches don't like to do team camps because once you put all those teams and mm-hmm. they need to play late, they need to play early. It's uh, yeah, it's kind of uh, you know complicated <laughs> yeah yeah i bet it can be frustrating you know you got a team mm-hmm. scheduled and they don't show up you know. Mm-hmm. you know now what was it that got you interested in coaching because your your journey to being a coach is a little bit 
different than than most, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So mine, you know, first and foremost, you know, I, I love the game of basketball. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and, you know, I love helping kids. And I'm not afraid to, to tell my kids this. You know, I, I tell them this all the time. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, I didn't grow up in, in, a, in a very, you know, you know, well-known family that was a, you know, family of educators. Like, mm-hmm. I just love helping kids. And I love the game of basketball. And I thought, hey what better way to, you know, be around that than to be a teacher and a coach because, you know, you get to wake you might not get paid very much, you know, in the beginning, but you mm-hmm. know, you get to wake up and do something that's, you know, what people would call a calling, you know, or a yeah. passion, you know, which I do mm-hmm. love it, you know what I mean? I don't have side businesses or anything else like that. I tell them all the time, even on our bad days, the guys look I love waking up every day and being able to come to this place and help you guys. Mm-hmm. But I said, my passion can exceed your passion. And this is a passion. I said, I love it. I love what I do. I said, good moments mm-hmm. or bad moments. But, you know, I think just what got me interested in it was just being around the game and being around helping others. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, that's kind of what got me interested in it. And along with that, uh, just the fact that it's a, it's a job that, you know, requires you, you know, to learn something. But it's also a job teaching and coaching where, you never learn everything. You know what I mean? Like oh, you're yeah. constantly learning. And I love talking to the older coaches where they're saying that, you know, they're still learning about, you know, this or that. Like, wow. You know what I mean? Those mm-hmm. guys are at that level and they're still you know, saying those things. So yeah. I always thought it was a unique <clears throat> job in that aspect. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. You said that mm-hmm. about having uh, you telling the kids that you have as much passion as they do. Your mm-hmm. teams, that's something I say at the at the on a little – thing that you won't hear but uh, one thing that I've always taken away whenever we play your teams is that they mm-hmm. play hard they play they play with that passion so you're you're, mm-hmm. you're doing the job right there mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we try to I say guys you know we can't control like your shots and everything else or you know makes or misses or you know different things that we control you know our, our intensity you know our passion you know things that go bad but you can't let that drop I say you let that drop that's when you your beat for the, you know, the end result. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because you can't have it. You know, you still got to keep playing hard. You still got to maintain that effort. You know, so yeah. something that we try to instill in our in our teams at all levels. Yeah. Yep. And what's the community involvement and support been like for you there at Apache? So it it's really great. It really is. It, it's something I just kind of step back and look. Um, you know. Uh, it's it's a it's a traditionally known football town, and mm-hmm. the community involvement is, is really great there. Basketball wise, it's 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 the same thing, you know. Baseball, softball, it, it's just it's such a great sports town. You know what I mean? And they mm-hmm. take pride in it. And I think that has a lot of you know to do with our administrators, who you know uh, deserve a lot of credit for that because you know the families here, they're throwbacks of people who have played for the community, whether it be at Boone School or whether it be at Apache Schools, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. just that, having the families and traditions like around the area and along with the administrators too, kind of being from the area, that's helped out a lot. And mm-hmm. uh, they, they have my back, you know what I mean? I could say a lot of things about, you know, other schools and everything else, but my or, you know, community and my school system, they, they have our backs on a lot of things. If we have like a fundraiser, uh, if we have like an event that we're, we're helping the basketball boys, you know, whether it's junior high or high school, you know, they, they get involved. You know what I mean? We've mm-hmm. had, we've had a, a ton of that and I've tried to uh, keep that relationship going in a, in a positive way. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's mm-hmm. been great. Yeah. Yeah. 
Now you run the programs. Do you run the elementary too? So it's it's kind of a weird deal now. Per the administration, you know, they say you know the the boys' basketball program is yours. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, contract wise, uh, I help do six through twelve. And we have coaches who plug in on the sixth grade team and then on the seventh grade team. And I, I, on contract, I do eighth and ninth and then high school. Mm-hmm. But I help out wherever I can, you know what I mean, whether it be driving the bus or uh, filling in for a coach that's sick or maybe yeah. there's some conflicts in the schedule, you know what I mean, different things like that. And that's just that's just kind of how I am. Whatever job I've ever had, uh, uh, coach, is it's just that, you know, being a team player is, is just so important. And, you know, me being yes. new, you know, on the outside in, you know what I mean? You might have coaches that might not want to step in and do extra work if it's not in their contract or whatever, but it's just mm-hmm. me being told that the boys' basketball program just kind of let me know that. So I yeah. help out wherever I'm needed. And I've stepped in for sixth grade. Um, I've stepped in for, like, seventh grade whenever we have, like, tournaments that conflict and everything else like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, and it's just it's, – it's been a balance for sure as far as, like, uh, you know, you have a lot of give and take. You know, we don't spend near as much time as we do with our younger ones, as much as we do with our, our eighth and ninth and our high school, that's just because the buildings, you know, geographically are, are far apart, you know, and they're, they're not yeah. right next to each other or anything. So I don't go down to the fifth and sixth grade uh, or the elementary uh, until like after school or just when I see them, you know, in practice or whatever. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Now what, what's the outlook on this coming season for your high school? What, what was that again? I'm sorry. What, what's the outlook for your upcoming high school season? Oh, the high school season? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I look at it, and it's just, you know, we, we have – one thing I, I was telling coaches, you know, th- this summer, um, this is the least amount of coaching that I've had to do. And yeah. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but yeah. it's just that Mm-mm. you get kind of caught in between, you know, am I over-coaching them, am I over – doing some mm-hmm. things here and there like our, our kids you know these kids have been with me since they were in eighth grade mm-hmm. so they slide out bounce play you know you know sets and you know offense and defense like they know it by heart now you know i don't have to you know keep you know you know rambling on about things that they already know and then on top of that you know we, we have some talented kids you know we have um we have let's see four starters coming back and then you know those four have been playing heavy minutes since they were freshmen, you know what I mean? So they yeah. know how to play at the varsity level. Then on top of that, they're good kids in the classroom, and they just so happen to have a little bit of talent in there. You know, Christian mm-hmm. Bartley is our senior. You know, he's been playing uh, in big-time games since he was a freshman, making big shots, and he's a great kid with a great work ethic. Uh, Dominic Scott is our point guard, you know, uh, He'll be the quarterback, too, probably receiver. He'll be everything on that football team. So he's one of the guys that got to maintain mm-hmm. and stay healthy. And then we have we have size, too. We have a kid who's about 6'8". About you know what I mean? We, we mm-hmm. have pieces. You know, his, his name is Jage Carroll. Um, mm-hmm. If you ever go to our games or if we go to y'all's games um, this uh, this season, you'll, you'll see him. You'll see his dad when he walks in. He's a, he's a tall guy, man. And mm-hmm. His brother is an eighth grader. He's about six four. He's a big kid. You know, he's a big eighth grader. He's junior high games. Mm-hmm. So we, we have a lot of that too. We have pieces, and then we have kids who know our system. And I think, you know, that all kind of boils down to you know staying away from the injury bug, and then you know trying not to overcoach them, and just you know hopefully that you know we we just kind of we say this all the time. You know, let the chips fall wherever they may. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Let's just do the best we can, and 
you know, control what we can control and, you know, play as hard as we can every game and give us the best chance to win, you yeah. know. Yeah, that is a nice feeling, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you – sometimes it's even like with, with, with me, sometimes you'll go to tell a kid something mm-hmm. and they can almost finish your sentence. You know, so I mean that that is a nice feeling. It's almost like, hey, mm-hmm. they are listening. Hey, they are yeah. taking on to what we're preaching. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, how important we, me and Coach Hill, kind of talked about this when we were at the mm-hmm. OU team camp. How important do you think it is to have competition within your team for like playing time? Because I think you can almost tell teams that that are that you would consider deep. You know, have a deep mm-hmm. bench. That those mm-hmm. kids that come off the bench, they're playing just as good or hard or as hard as the kids that are starting. Do you, how how important do you think that competition, like in practices, is for for developing a good team? It's it's so crucial, and we we talk about that all the time. You know what I mean within our team. So we 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 are just big enough, you know, barely. Uh, we're just big enough to where we can split our teams up. We have, you know, on the board every day, I have the, the black team and the white team on our practice jerseys. Mm-hmm. And I split, you know, my two best up and they guard each other. You know, we, we they're not on the same team until we have, you know, walkthroughs the day before a game or a tournament or whatever. You know, we kind of turn, turn it down a notch. But mm-hmm. those practices, man, you know, from November over Thanksgiving break, they're they're vicious you know what i mean yeah. if you look at our two best guarding each other you're always joking around about this you know, i gotta kind of step in every once in a while they go at each other that's good. it used to not be like that but you know they, they they know that you know that's also part of that system too they know that they got to make each other better if they want to play in you know late february march you know what i mean so mm-hmm. it's important and then i tell that you know to our younger guys and you know, we have a big freshman class that's uh, going to be sophomores this summer and they help us out at time Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll help us a lot with the depth. Um, I tell them all the time if they weren't playing up the par or they weren't you know, guarding like they should, I say, guys, you know, step into your new roles. I said, either do it now or you're going to pay for it, you know, come practice because mm-hmm. these older guys aren't going to hold anything back on you because they need to be better. And you can either step up to that or just, you know, uh, be complacent and just settle, settle for just getting a jersey. You know what I mean? But yeah. they, they know the importance of competing against each other. I, I tell them that all the time. I said, I don't have my starting plot. I said, I don't have it written down anywhere. I mean, I might have an idea, but mm-hmm. if you're going to settle for that guy being in front instead of go at him in practice, I said, we're not going to be better. We're just going to be the same because, you know, you, you look at these other teams, the really good ones, mm-hmm. and how hard they play. And I, I try to talk to some of the coaches, and they say the same thing. You know, those two will go at each other in practice. They are here in practice. And you can tell, you know what I mean? If, oh, I, yeah. if I had kids that, you know, you take you know gym rat when we i'll talk about that here in a little bit too uh next week that's what it's about you know all these schools that come to that camp they're split up into different teams so you're going to be guarding somebody's best player mm-hmm. uh, every night in those league games and it's a fun thing to watch and you might be uh you know guarding one of the best players on your team you know what i mean but oh, that yeah. mm-hmm. that goes into practice and that goes into you know your expectations obviously you know and like i said man i got i have to step in sometimes they will you know we do like a drill where there's there's no fouls and we're, we're getting up and down mm-hmm. the court and, and you know I, I say you know don't hit him in the head don't hit him on the hair <laughs> you know whatever it is it gets so chippy and I gotta step in but at the end of the day you know they shake hands they hug out they're you know laughing or whatever in the locker room mm-hmm. but they know what they need from each other and that's 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 been the most important thing and yeah. that's kind of where I've had to just I don't have to tell them that you know mm-hmm. what I mean they just they just do it you know so yeah yeah it's really important yeah and it's always a, a 
good feeling to mm-hmm. always tell kids, I don't want to have to amp you up. I'd rather have to bring mm-hmm. you down because it's mm-hmm. if I have to instill uh, want to in you, that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's something you got to do on your own almost. Mm-hmm. Now, talk a little bit about that gym rat uh, thing that you were talking about. It's it's probably I'm giving them a shameless plug, but uh, <laughs> but it's it's a it's a great man, it's a great thing, you know. And, and the stories around it are just you know they're like you know myths and legends. You know, you talk to those old uh, teams from the the Carnegie days that played for Coach Schumpert. Mm-hmm. Uh, they used to go to Southwestern Oklahoma State University, uh, Weatherford. That's where they used to have the camp. Uh, I first went to it. Now I don't know the gaps in between. They could tell you that, but we started it back in '06. Mm-hmm. Um, right before the 07 season and um, that was my first time in it and I think at that time there was probably like 70 kids at it and now there's like over like you know, there's over 100 kids or, or more I can't exactly tell you right now but um, but it's it's a great thing I mean it's a great individual camp you know we do a lot of fundamental things that's that's a big you know MO on it is just you know being fundamentally sound and, and being able to you know take pride in you know, defense, rebounding, you know, being a teammate, like it, it, it really, you know, um, mm-hmm. drives those core values in terms of, you know, being a basketball player. And along that, you know, you're competing. There's competitions, you know, there's league games. Um, you know, you'll, you'll see different, you know, kids from different schools. Like, yeah, obviously, Antarctica will probably be one of the bigger schools there, and they have so many good kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get a chance to compete against them. There's other schools coming down. I don't know exactly. We never find out till Sunday. You know, and it's always kind of a surprise. <clears throat> but yeah. our kids have enjoyed it. Uh, they've gotten some great things out of it. You know what I mean? Just uh, mm-hmm. whether it be defensively, offensively, just, you know, learning how to compete. And then on top of that, it's, it's fun, too, because you make so many friends. There mm-hmm. are coaches out there where that, you know, now as I'm older, you know, in, in the profession, I see, like, hey, I went to gym rat with that guy. Or, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or just yeah. different places, you know, different places that we've been. They'll remember me, and I might not remember them. But it's mm-hmm. cool to see that, too. It's just kind of a lifelong, like, brotherhood thing and on top of that for me as a coach um it's kind of a sneaky way for me to you know get information from other coaches because mm-hmm. man i learned so much from those guys because all those guys that are there you know they've won state championships they've been state tournaments you know they've been in big games you know what i mean so <laughs> i learned so much just from the the breaks that, and lunches and dinners that we have you mm-hmm. know what I mean? you know that's just kind of how i am i try to learn from you if you've been in this game, you know, longer than I have, you know, and I want to grow into it to being there that long, you know, I'm going to take everything I can from you in terms of, you know, learning. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing too, with, mm-hmm. cause it seems like with team camps, mm-hmm. you don't, I mean, you, we're not supposed to be coaching these kids over the summer. So it's like mm-hmm. whatever bad habits they had going into the summer, they're just going to mm-hmm. be kind of magnified, you know, whenever you get into the team camp setting and doing mm-hmm. something like this where you can work on individual skills, I think that's yeah. that's important. Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk a little bit about uh, the Native American athlete. Uh, you're, you're Native American. And I've always kind of, you know, you look at the kids that get picked or, you know, they get college scholarships. There's not a lot of Native American athletes in there. Do you feel like they're 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 kind of an overlooked athlete when it comes to opportunities at the college level? I think yes. I think they're it's it's a combination of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think they're overlooked. I, I do think there's a lot of hotbed of places, especially here in Oklahoma. You know, um, different areas like New Mexico, Arizona, to California, wherever. 
mm-hmm. uh, there, there are places where they are like overlooked and I think on top of the over I don't think it's overlook I don't think there's a big trust yeah. with college coaches because there's this stereotype mm-hmm. and it is it's it's there that you know Native Americans don't want to get off their quote-unquote you know reservation or, or home you know what I mean mm-hmm. they don't they don't want to colleges don't trust them to you know pick them and them to finish school or stay or you know that sort of thing yeah but it's not you know it's never you know true here it's not always true you know what I mean mm-hmm. there are kids out there with you know uh tremendous drive tremendous talent you know what I mean work ethic they they do want to go and finish school and um but yeah i, th- I think it's just it's, it's it's long not so much overlooked but just not much of a trust with a lot of college coaches and then you know there are groups out there uh that try to you know bridge the gap in between that mm-hmm. i'm gonna give another shameless plug and if you ever want to reach out to this man uh feel free he's a great guy on top of everything too uh one of my guys that have helped me out uh coach kelly from riverside indian school uh, he's he's actually works a lot with the kids in the summer um he, along with his girls he run, he runs an organization called uh, nsa prospects uh, mm-hmm. that kind of bridges the gap between that with some of these native american events he's kind of a, a, a speaker on that and uh, he tries to get those kids looked at from shoot all over the country i think he has some from like canada and different things like that too so um there are programs out there trying to work with those kids to try to get them seen whether it be you know some of them don't know how to have access like huddle or anything else like that so Mm -hmm. different things like that just share film with coaches information sky reports everything's like that but but yeah i think it's just a bit of both they are overlooked and i think there's just with some coaches or some college programs there's just like a mistrust there yeah um due to kind of older times you know what i mean so oh yeah 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 and i think anymore i think kids are just kids i don't think that's what i was gonna say too i think it's more it's you look at it like the native american thing but also it's just they're they're kids at the end of the day you know what i mean Mm -hmm. indecisive Mm -hmm. exactly what they want you know yeah i mean i kind of go i'm always trying to make my boy i've got one kid that really wants to play college Mm -hmm. ball and i'm always trying to get him on the I, I played college ball, but mm-hmm. I wasn't mentally prepared for being uh, an 18-year-old away from home. Exactly. You know? that, That's that, a big thing, too. That so, I think, you know, whether it be just financial literacy things, just, mm-hmm. just being able to handle themselves on a day-to-day basis. I mean, I have – I'm not going to say their names, but I have kids that, you know, won't order from a freaking menu by themselves. You know what I mean? They're like 16, <laughs> yes. 17, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. It's just like, you know, they might be 18, you know, per the, the government's eyes, but at the end of the day, they're, they're still kids, you know yeah. what I mean? So. Yeah. Now, have you ever, being Native American, have you ever had any issue with uh, Native American-related mascot names? So, it's going to make people upset, but it's just it's the way I feel. Mm-hmm. I feel. I feel like, you know, there are some, there are some places for that, you know, obviously, um, you know, it's it's inappropriate when you when you make some sort of like image that depicts us in kind of a stereotypical way. Mm-hmm. But if there's something, you know, like uh, for example, we use the warrior head and everything else like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily see a problem with that. It's not depicted in any sort of negative way. We might have a letter A, a tomahawk, different things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there are some, you know, where I feel like it's time and place and everything else, like you know the. 
and gosh, but you know, like Redskins or Savages, you know what I mean? Anything mm-hmm. like that. I'm not going to talk about the schools or nothing, but, but you know, that is where I see why people would get upset. Mm-hmm. I think there are a few schools that have changed their name to like, you know, instead of Redmen or Redskin, they've changed to like Red Wolves or something like that. You know, yeah. it's just, it's just a society that we, we live in, but it's just, you know, educating them, you know, on, you know, whether or not, and, you know, I think the places with the huge Native American population, um, they try to do a good job at, you know, making sure like we have a, we have a bigger, uh, Native American population, uh, than a lot of people might know about. So there's really mm-hmm. no, you know, problem here. You know, Antarctica yeah. the same way, you know, mm-hmm. um, you go up the road, uh, you'll see, you know, Sequoia, Tahlequah, Indians, you know, the, the people mm-hmm. don't have problems with stuff like that. But, yeah. um, I think it's just a per, you know, per case by case basis, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But obviously I see why people would get upset about it because the native American culture, you know, we're very traditional and we're very, you know, mm-hmm. um, we're very aware of like the stereotypes and negative images of, you know, of how we're depicted, you know what I mean? Oh, Especially yeah. mm-hmm. the older generations and, you know, you could see why that would be upsetting to them. So yeah. I feel like, you know, if, if there is an issue, then, you know, they can talk to whatever school and try to make some changes or community. But ultimately, you know, um, I don't have a problem with it as long as it's not depicted in a negative or stereotypical way, which I don't think we've dealt with, but sure. you know, yeah, that's yeah. just my opinion on it. And, you know, but, uh, it is what it is. Yeah. Now back to basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how long have you been coaching? Five years? Uh, this is going to be my fifth year. Your fifth yep. year coming up. Um, mm-hmm. now I have, uh, I've had a different journey than a lot of people. So, um, I didn't play college basketball, so uh, I went to one-year Cameron, and then, you know, life happened, you know I mean, God's timing, as we as we call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had my son, Caden, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that was a real difficult time for me and my wife, uh, Nikki, but at the same time, it's, uh, it's you know, it, it's just life, you know what I mean? So we, we put things on hold. I always knew I was smart enough to go back or, you know, willing enough to go back. And, mm-hmm. Funny story is just that we, we, you know, from Antarctica to Lawton, you know, the Apaches in between. But so we go to Lawton. There's nothing to eat here in Antarctica or Apaches. So we go to eat in Lawton all the time. So we go up 44 and everything. And we're going down the highway and, you know, the Comanche Nation's right there. And, and my wife wanted me to go see what it would take for me to go back to school for them uh, because I just kind of dropped out. Mm-hmm. So we got off the road, her decision. And, you know, um, that we just started it ever since. I did what I had to do to go back, uh, yeah. to get in their good graces, and they helped me through school. And um, it is, it just kind of turned, it's kind of worked out in its own way. But it was her getting me off that exit is what kind of drove me. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. but um, I worked in the casino industry for the first about six years for going back to school. And it was the only job I could find uh, mm-hmm. where I could work at night. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And go to school during the day. So that was a rough, like, four-year stretch. But oh. um, it worked out. You know what I mean? I got all my stuff, um, the emergency certification stuff, which I don't have anything against, you know, out there. But uh, yeah. it wasn't an option for me. I was going through the teacher education program at uh, USAO Chickasha. Mm-hmm. And I got all my credentials knocked out there. And, you know, I already had my mind set in stone. You know, once you do those first two years, it's like, you're 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 doing this you know i'm not changing my major or anything else like that so Mm -hmm. uh wanted to get it done but yep now you said that you were you you 
you didn't want to do the emergency certification you wanted to go the... well i had the opportunity to i, I just wanted i had the, the opportunity so i had decent grades in all my education classes mm-hmm. and they thought it would be a good idea if i would get to teach education program where i could get like my o get my o yeah. started and whatever subject i wanted to teach mm-hmm. and uh, my opti and the classes that you take in the teacher education program help you get ready for those tests yeah similar you know mm-hmm. to the master's program in educational leadership and administration it helps you take the principal's test you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i i said you know what i just got kind of talked into it so i said i'll finish it up i'll you know, i went to school for about another year and uh, i got it done so yeah. and i have no regrets about it you know what i mean because oh, yeah. uh, i was oh, yeah. able to you know be pretty marketable in my jobs job search before you know i landed at apache just because um it was within radius is a great sports town and Mm -hmm. uh, i had all my credentials that they that they wanted so it worked out well i just i think that's the reason why i asked that i mean that kind of speaks to you wanted to know everything that you wanted to that that you needed to know instead of just trying to get it done right away and i think that kind of speaks to the type of person you are you're not going to take the easy route you're going to do it you're going to do it the right way i mean that's 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 commendable and pretty impressive because i probably wouldn't have done that <laughs> if, if somebody no, would have said hey you... i mean that's what I, I had friends that were on the same track uh, with me and they're, they're coaches now um mm-hmm. they they kind of went that route it's it, you know it's it's life too Kenny, you know what i mean mm-hmm. like they, they they were wanting to get out of college and get a job as soon as they could and get their career started and mm-hmm. i agreed with that you know what i mean i did too but you know me i did the type of person that i am too uh as you said i'm also very like cautious you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i wanted to make sure i didn't want to leave here empty-handed and be struggling for a job so sure. um i wanted to you know make sure i was able to teach in a classroom you know mm-hmm. have my you know certifications that i needed per the state you know hopefully mm-hmm. find a, a, a decent job you know which i think i, I did you know what i mean yeah. so I'm, I'm happy where i'm at so yeah but yeah but anyone that goes that route you know i've had friends do that you know what i mean uh they want to go to the, the educational route and, you know, use the teacher education program at their respective school. You know, I commend them if they, they feel like the emergency certification fits their, you know, wants and needs at that moment, then, you know, go for it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Just, um, that was just my route. And you know, I don't think there's any wrong or right way to do it, but you know, yeah. But, yeah. Well, before I let you go, I want to ask you one kind of lighthearted question, kind of you're get fine. off of all the tough stuff. Yeah, now you're fine. I've asked, uh, other coaches, the, Jordan or LeBron question, but I'm, I'm not going to ask that one. I'm not going to ask that one. I asked that one too much. Uh, who would you put on your Mount Rushmore of basketball? Four best players. Mm-hmm. Any position. Gosh, okay. So I'm in that, that big brother, little brother era of like where I'm right in between. Mm-hmm. Um, so first and foremost, obviously, I'm going to put Michael Jordan there. You know, I mean, that's who, you know, Although I didn't get all the, the accolades like him, that is who my dad named me after. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, yes, so, sir. yeah, yeah that, that's what he <laughs> named me. He's a big basketball head. So yeah. um, he named me after Michael Jordan. So he goes on there, obviously. Good man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, so you look at the 70s, 80s, you know, especially 50s and 60s, mm-hmm. where big men just dominated the game. I always had this this you know love to watch post players you know what i mean and, and mm-hmm. the way they play their game and how they could dominate the game you know, now we don't see that as much no. mm-hmm. but you know so i put you know 
there, there's so many good ones too. You have, you know, Green, Will, Bill Russell. But I think just Shaq was just one of the most unguardable players yep. that we've probably seen. So he goes on there for me. Mm-hmm. And that's no discredit to anyone else. But um, this next one probably going to be a little bit difficult. But it's just the, the way he was able to play in, you know, that time and that era against such a great uh, rivalry and, and do the things that he was able to do. Um, Larry Bird's on my Mount Rushmore. He mm-hmm. is. And I know that that's going to that's upset some people, but it's just, <laughs> I just feel like he was a transformative player. You yep. know what I mean? We don't see a lot of that game anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably outside of maybe maybe Dirk, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and you know, you can, you can say a lot of good things about him. But I think, you know, Larry Bird's on there. And I think my, my fourth one, and this is just me, and it's just another transformative player. And God almighty, man, I, I love Kobe Bryant. I love everything about him. Um, I just think, you know, just for, for me, you know, this it's just part of the, the game, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Passing, you know, rebounding, um, scoring, obviously, but just some of the big-time player, players he's played with, too. You know, I know people don't like that, but LeBron is, is, is there for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just think he, he kind of resembles those Larry Bird, Magic Johnsons, where they can control the game like on, you know, 14, 15 shots and have like a, a triple-double, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. I just, I just kind of, you know, love his game, love the way he's able to do things. You know, he's kind of in that Tom Brady-esque mode where yeah. he's doing the things he's doing at his age. It's, yeah. it, it's crazy. So, yeah. uh, but that's my four, man. MJ, Shaq, Larry Bird, and then LeBron. You know what I mean? There's so many I left out. My players are probably going to – I told them to look <laughs> out for this. They're probably going to see this and just completely annihilate me when I go see them tomorrow before uh, we go to gym rap. But well, totally fine. Yeah, yeah no, I, actually, the only I've, I did that in the past, and the only one mm-hmm. I had different, I had Magic instead of Larry. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they, and, they're you both know, You can make case for both because, man, I love that era. My dad loved that era, too. I love all the documentaries and movies that came out on that. And that's how, that's what kind of speaks volumes to that that era, too, where they, they changed the game. You know, I like mm-hmm. what um, Ahmad Rashad, you know, and all those guys say in those documentaries where everyone says MJ changed it. No, no, absolutely not. He said mm-hmm. Magic and Larry changed the game. They you know did, what I mean? Yeah. You have your – East and East Coast and West Coast recordings and mm-hmm. you know what I mean all those different things the transformative you know era of, of bringing rivalries to the NBA and everything else so yeah it was it's cool to see yeah well coach I appreciate you talking with me today and good luck on their upcoming season okay thank you very much Ken I appreciate you letting me on okay. Coach Reed seems to be one of those coaches that coaches hard and loves his kids harder. Like I said in the opening, his kids play with the same passion he coaches with. As a coach, you want people to watch the games, and in the end, you want them to come away with the thought of, man, that team plays together. That team, they have the determination to win. They play the game the right way. And every time I see Coach Reed's teams compete, whether it's in summer camps or in the regular season, that's the thought I leave with. Thanks for listening to Kenny and the Coaches. Go ahead and subscribe to my podcast and tell others about it. It's Kenny and the Coaches, and that's Kenny with an E. Until next time.